This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. I'm Helen Farmer. Merry oh, Christmas. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, no. This is what happens when you invite Magic <laughs> Phil on your Christmas radio show. Merry Christmas, Phil. I was getting into the panto season Oh, there. yes, I am. Oh, no, you're not. <gasps> Yeah, we've also got Mini Magic here. Archie's here. Um, Christmas Day. Um, and Merry Christmas to everyone listening today. Um, were you lucky? Did you find anything under the tree, Magic Phil? I did. We got loads of gifts, very luckily. Oh. And Archie especially got lots of presents as well. Good. So we were we were very happy. On the nice list. Now, I just want to say a huge thank you and congratulations because it was another sellout tour for you. Cirque de Silly. For anyone that missed it, what were some of your favourite bits of the show? And then I'll tell you what my kids enjoyed. Oh, so my bits, which is what, in fact, funnily enough, I had a child stop me the other week in spinnies, just following me around the shop going, danger, <laughs> danger. <laughs> and then that's really stuck. Um, I get a lot of parents saying that, and uh, a lot of parents saying about Charlie the Monkey version of head, shoulders, cheese on, on toast. toast. Yes. Cheese on toast, fingers and nose. That's the one. It's, it was a really, really fun show, and I think... I'm happy to say this. So my kids are you know, nearly nearly nine and nearly seven. And my old one sat down and she's like, I think I'm getting a bit old for this. <laughs> Brilliant. Giggled her head off the whole way through, as does I. And that's what I love about, you know, the way that you, you know, just enjoy yourself. But pitch your humour. Reminds me of the symptoms. You know, there's like something for the kids, there's something for the adults. And it's just such good family fun. And I know how much hard work goes into those tours. So... Well done. And you were a star as well yes. on there one of the days. I was invited to the stage. A little bit nervous though, weren't I you? Was, I was really nervous. It's crazy, isn't it, to think that, you know, we're obviously talking to a lot of people on the radio now, but getting on stage, it, it sends me a bit silly. I could smell the nerves. I stop danger. <laughs> danger. <laughs> um, so you are here with a copy of your new book, Magic Phil. What is it called? I am. It, that's not the name of the book. I am. That would be a good book, wouldn't it? <laughs> it is The Snowman Without a Nose. This is not your first book. It's not. Um, this is number... Three. Wow. The trilogy. I know. Tell us about The Snowman Without a Nose. My kids loved it. and It's on sale now. You had your book signing a bookworm a few weeks ago. Um, what was inspiration? Well, um, I actually um, wrote this book like I did the first book, just on a post-it note. No, you didn't. And the very first book that I did... Um, was on a post-it note and it was it, just one of those things that you write down yeah it's a bit of fun it's how I write my tours just on my notes on my phone because ideas and inspiration come throughout the year and that's how it goes and then all these notes turn into a script but this one I always said I wanted to do a festive a festive story and all of my stories have a powerful message the first one was about following your dreams the second one was about bullying mm -hmm. whereas this one is all about self-acceptance and trying to work out how you can do that in a fun way without going too deep and well i think books are amazing for this having the some what can be quite difficult conversations with kids or raising topics that parents might be a bit nervous about yeah. or you know no kid likes to have, like, mummy and daddy want to talk to you about something really important. Whereas if you've got a character, if you've got some silliness, you know, they can put themselves in the snowshoes of, of somebody else and, and, you know, express some empathy. So tell us about your character. So the snowman, obviously, without a nose, if you were to think of a perfect snowman, then you would obviously say about the, the carrot, carrot, the, you know, the top hat, the scarf, but... 
why why does a snowman need to have a carrot you know why why do you you know and the the blurb on the back of the book which is no carrot nose upon his face still he wore a smile full of grace the sun sets and the snowfield glows can you help our snowman pick his nose? Love that line. <laughs> of course. A, a fun, frosty adventure through the snowy spins. No matter our differences, love and kindness always wins. And there's Archie. It's all about kindness, isn't it, It Archie? is all about kindness. We are going to have Magic Phil doing a special festive story time in just a few minutes. Um, I actually read out one of your jokes the other day because my kids were reading the book in the car. I, I credited you. I didn't. It wasn't, you know, intellectual theft or anything. Did you get was, a good response? Did, did you hear the laughter? I did. I heard it echoing around Dubai. Oh, that's brilliant. So that's good. would you mind telling us a couple of the jokes that are in the book? Yes, I can. Go on. Here we go. Let's have a look. Some of the jokes that are in the back of the book. I've actually got some of my fun festive favourites that's a tongue twister can you say that fast go on magic Phil fun festive favourites fun festive favourites yeah we're safe oh that was right (laughs) alright so what do you call a snowman drinking hot chocolate I don't know what do you call a snowman drinking hot chocolate melted (laughs) oh it's it's not like the live shows is it I'm waiting for a can we like edit that in can you do that we'll see if we can find the sound effect for you get on it this time (laughs) this next joke I want a live okay Okay, I'm on it you got it you ready okay here we go <clears throat> How do snowmen send emails? I don't know. How do snowmen send emails? On the winternet. Yes, that's how they did it in the olden we days. They had the little it. xylophones and little I'm bells. Try, trying to hit things in the studio. <laughs> we don't need a producer. We've got Helen's, you know, we've got Helen's got, creations. Got the drumming. Here. And one more, which was my favourite about the about Oh, that's the, the one. Cake. Yes, that's it. Why don't snowmen eat carrot cake? I don't know. Why don't snowmen eat carrot cake? Because it tastes like bogeys. Oh. No, I think that deserved it. Wah, wah, wah. Wah. I like that one. But oh. I'll give you a wah, wah, wah anyway. Brilliant. There we go. Um, now, we are feeling super festive today. What are some of the festive foods that we'll find on the magic magic fill table today? Oh, well, one of my favourites, it's got to be your chestnut and cranberry roasted stuffing. Oh, yummy. Now, that is, I mean, who doesn't like a good stuffing at well, Christmas? Well, especially Christmas. You know, that is and absolutely sweet treats, Christmas pudding man or something else. Oh, I'm an eating... Hi, oh, Archie. Are you jumping on? You're going to say hello? What Can does... you shout Merry Christmas, Archie? Merry Christmas. Into the microphone. Can you do it? Not no, on the moon. maybe on, later on, on his time and uh, plays. Hey, listen, thing, I, I respect that. Um, what about Christmas cake, Christmas pudding? What do you eating like? Eating mess. Oh, I like that. But meringue. Love a good eaten mess. Love it. Yeah, that is a. I am. Um, I made a pavlova a couple of years ago, and I was so proud of myself. And I, I got you know coloured you know food colouring to make it pink swirls. It Ooh, looked that's fancy. I know, but it looked like a placenta. It was an <laughs> absolute disaster. Oh, gosh. Tasted delicious. Looked horrendous. What do you call a monkey covered in sugar? I don't know. A orangutan. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. Ba-dum-dum-tsh. You cannot there take him anywhere. We should, we should write the jokes for crackers. I think I'd be good at that. I do. My dad would be good at it. He, he absolutely nails it every time. I'm really excited for seeing my dad, you know, paper crown on his head, having the classic snooze on the sofa. That's, oh, yes. That's Christmas to us. Now, since becoming a dad, has Christmas taken on a different, different bit of charm and magic, magic film? Absolutely. I mean, there's uh, the extra added chore of um, 
searching for sparkles the elf every morning oh so you've you've been doing elf on the shelf yeah we've been we've been doing well i I wish it was just elf on the shelf every morning it's Mm. elf on the toilet elf in bed (laughs) elf stuck in bottles elf in the fridge elf in this elf swinging for me elf so it's yeah keeping the magic alive though a bit of elf madness um can we you did announce this on stage the day and i'd love if it's all right for you to tell us now we've got mini magic here Mm -hmm. he's been upgraded from baby magic because has he do you know something i don't know (laughs) stop it (laughs) magic phil go on exclusive beer for people that weren't on the stage with you or indeed haven't seen the news on your instagram you've got some some very happy heartwarming news i have i'm going to be a daddy again new baby magic baby number two uh, now baby magic yeah so Archie has been upgraded to mini magic and we have announced the gender as well we're not um, going to say it here because we want people to go and check it out because you've did you've done a very festive gender reveal on your Instagram we did we did a tree lighting which was absolutely magical and you can uh, you can check that out on the uh, wibbly wobbly web pink pink lights or blue lights go and check it out Ooh, I don't know up next magic Phil is going to be reading us his story. Am I? Um, yes, you are. Well, You're here to work. To do that, it's we? Christmas Day. Oh, Come on. It I is. to be having mince pies and putting my feet <laughs> up here Stop. watching Home Alone. Stop it. You're with me. <gasps> Magic Phil, Helen Farmer with you on Christmas Day here on Dubai I 103.8. Story time next. Yay. I'm Helen Farmer. Merry Christmas. It is Christmas Day. If you're out and about on the roads, you're listening to us at home. It's absolutely lovely to be spending some time in your company. We've got the legendary entertainer, Magic Phil. We've stolen away from the Magic family for just a few minutes for our entertainment pleasures. And the new book is out. Book number three. Would you mind reading? Us? Roll up, roll up. The star has arrived. I should have got you to say that every time I came on the show. Do you know what? I, when, when you were doing the show, I could see if you gave that role to my husband, he would have died inside. So next year, pick out Mr. Farmer. Okay, front row seats next year. Do you know what's funny, though? I would not do that. They, they say this, and you might feel this as well. Like cool. I'm on stage in front of hundreds of people every day, and I'm, I'm getting all these people. I'm wetting people. I'm doing this and really making them... Uncomfortable and part of the show. If that was me, I'd be out. I'd be up and out. I remember going to see Mrs. Magic in a show years ago in the Madinat, and uh, they actually got me up and out, and I just stood. I froze. There was kids in the front row that was um, recognised me, and I really because I wasn't in control. Exactly, I was. I was in my. I knew their position they were in, and that I know that they could do absolutely anything That's and anything. That's why me. I wasn't so thankful that you but got me on stage, like, Phil. I'm not in control here. I can't be doing this. It's I funny, isn't like, it? Give me the, a microphone. The, the improv thing. Yeah, it's funny. Same with my wedding speech. I absolutely. I was a mess. Absolute emotional mess, and everyone was thinking this is going to be brilliant. He's yeah. going to crack a load of uh, which I did, but I went. I went deep, and it was. It was, yeah, that was tough. Well, I mean, I'm, you can just I'm about work out between all of the. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was all right. Of my life. It was all right. Come on then, let's have a story. Here we go. It's story time. <clears throat> Once upon a time. Are you going to add a little bit of magical music behind this? We're go gonna on. Really, or do you, are you just going to hum away? No, we can. We'll, we'll put in some oh, magic. You're getting lazy now, aren't you? No, you're I'm going not in at with all. the sound effects. High, again, produ- no, high production on Christmas Day. The oh. snowman without a nose. Thank you. Once upon a snow-filled night, there stood a snowman, all white and bright. He looked at his face in the starlight glow and thought to himself, I should have a carrot nose, you know. 
He searched high and low all through the night for a carrot to make his nose just right. He asked the rabbits if they had one spare, but they just laughed. They didn't want to share. Feeling quite sad and all alone, the snowman made his way back home. While strolling through the moonlit night, he had an idea that felt just right. When the sun rises and the snowfield glows, I will search some more and pick my nose. <laughs> he searched again high and low and found a giant plum stuck in the snow. He picked it up and held it with glee. Could this be the perfect nose for me? Now, this is a really silly photo with a big plum on his face. With a plum for a nose, he looked a cool guy. But a plum this juicy should be baked in a pie. He looked some more and then he could see a long stripy sock all tangled in a tree. Could this be the perfect nose for me? Oh, the sock was so fluffy and far too long. It covered his mouth. He couldn't sing his song. He saw a cracker in Polar Bear's front room. His friends helped him take it, but it went boom. <laughs> Did I scare you? That's my uh, favourite page had a little in the jump book. There, didn't you? It's you a danger. A bit. Danger. Back together, the snowman stood proud. Maybe I need to pick a nose that isn't explosively loud. Polar Bear invited him in for biscuits and tea, but all that he could see was the glow from his tree. Could this be the perfect nose for me? Leaves on pine trees often make snowmen sneeze. Achoo! Oh, off with the nose, there it is, right across the snowy mountains. Sorry, Polar Bear, for losing your tree. I'd best keep looking. I'm trying to pick a nose, you see. Oh, thanks for joining me for tea. It's getting dark outside. Take this candle. It'll help you to see. Could this be the perfect nose for me? Oh, this could be a disaster. This candle Come has a on. nose. It's not a great plan. <gasps> he wasn't very happy with the way the candle felt. His head, shoulders, knees and toes all started to... Melt! Melt! Oh, no! <gasps> With a big gust of wind, he soon refroze. A candle was a silly idea for a snowman's nose. But then he noticed it something between his toes. Ooh, Ooh, what could it be? It's red and white and a bit like a walking stick. Oh. Spoiler oh. alert! There we go. Archie knows the story. Archie's obviously read this a few times, hasn't he? A candy cane. I like it. Thanks for helping me pick my nose. Perfect nose. I may not have a carrot nose, but that is just fine. I am unique and that is what makes me shine. I can pick any nose and be different every day. There is no such thing as perfect. You are beautiful in every way. And I'm just going to read a little bit out of my wrap-up message at the back, which just says, Boys and girls, remember, every day is a new day, and you should face that day with a big smile on your face. Make yourself a promise. Never let anyone take away your smile. Oh, thank you, Phil. Mini magic's on the loose. You're gonna, yeah, we're we're going to go watch Beauty and the Beast. That's tomorrow, Boxing Day. You Aww. can still get your tickets, I think. Come on here. Come sit on Daddy's knee. I think that is the perfect time to say thank you and goodbye. Um, Magic Phil, the book is out now. You're doing your school tours. 
Where's the best place to find you online and in real life to see the snowman without a nose? So you can find me at One Magic Phil on Instagram and Facebook. I will be touring um, a lot of the schools in the UAE over January, and you can get this book at Bookworm, the best bookshop in I Dubai. Love it. Love Bookworm. Shop local this Christmas. It's not too late to swing by Bookworm and pick up a copy for the family and friends if you're Archie, heading out. Do you want to say Merry Day. Christmas to everyone very quickly? Can you come and shout Merry Christmas? You can put you can put these on. <laughs> come on, Mini Magic. Have you got a message for everyone listening? Can you say have a Merry Christmas, everybody? Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everyone. That. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. Can you sing quickly? No. I'm jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. All of <laughs> Hey! Jingle. Yeah. Yay. Merry Christmas, Magic Phil and Mini Magic. Have a lovely, lovely day. Go and open some presents and (gasps) fill your tummies with some lovely food. I like that. Fill. Fill those tummies. Have a magic-filled Christmas. Wow. That's the dream. No, 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 I got that. Teamwork makes the dream work. Thank you, guys, and thank you to everyone (laughs) listening today. More coming your way on Dubai Eye 103.8. Stay silly. have got the team from Spinney's in store. These are the people responsible for filling those shells, filling our tummies at what I think is one of the most exciting and important times of the year on the food front in studio. Tom Harvey, General Manager of Commercial. Joe Black is with us, the Commercial Manager of Grocery. Paul Crawford, I call him the cheese man. His official title is Commercial Manager of Fresh and Neil Gibson. He's all about the produce, so a busy time of year there. Let's start with some of the fun touches that are happening around store tom harvey i was in store this morning and the level of punnery on your signage is fantastic um but we've also got some elves coming to town and some special little trolleys too this has been you're having a lot of fun this year it seems we are having a great deal of fun this year so yes in store uh the trolleys we, we everybody loves the little children's trolleys we have but now they are not just trolleys they're little sleighs, so oh. we've got lots of little Rudolphs pushing these, uh, pushing rather than pulling the uh, the sleighs around. <laughs> um, so that's causing a lot of fun. Um, as we get closer to the big day, um, you'll see all of the staff in store already dressed up, but they do like a little bit of a Christmas sing song. So, in spite of the fact that Christmas music is on pretty much twenty four hours a day in store, they do love to have a little sing, have a little dance, put a bit of a show on when Bring people are shopping. So, life. lots of fun things will be going on over the next few weeks. You are, unsurprisingly, a brilliant foodie, a fantastic cook, and you brought some luncheon. I mean, I wouldn't say regrettably, I actually had my lunch earlier today, which was the Spinney's pasta meal deal. I made it this morning for my lunch. So I did have a bit of a full tummy. This is going to be coming home with me. When we think about the big day, Tom, 
How many are you cooking at home? I'm cooking. Okay. Yeah. What? How many people are we talking about, and what's on the menu? I've got 14 people coming in, oh. and the menu is going to be quite varied. Go we on. will we will do our very best to be traditional, so there absolutely will be a turkey. But I think I've got 11 meat eaters, four vegetarians, and one vegan to cater for, Feels and they're like all staying for a week. In a, pear tree. a week. A week. So, uh, I, yeah, you know, it's uh, what's what's that? Nine different meals every day. Oh my gosh! When we think about the 25th, what are some of the options available in store right now? Well, turkey obviously is the the absolute classic. So, alongside all of the fresh turkeys we've got, um, there's a lot of value-added products. There's some beautiful ones with a, uh, a lovely. There's a turkey roulade with a lovely chestnut stuffing mm. um, if people want to move away from the traditional bird based then we can go into a beef wellington salmon on croute there's a beautiful herb crusted lamb guard of honor and most importantly these are not just for the big day um, they will still be on for everybody who's you know having a big new year's eve party at home or just any other festivities celebrations in between you've also got some great starters now my favorite i love the nibbly bits and this is the when we we're talking earlier in the week about our favorite festive moments my memories are doing exactly like getting all the little canapes and nibbles together with my mum, you know, putting the smoked salmon on the brown bread and mixing the prawn and put it old school, volleyball. Um, you've also, you're representing on the, on the seafood as well. Seafood's always big at Christmas, so there's yeah, there's a lot of things going on. Obviously, our classic smoked salmon. Um, there's some other things. I don't want to steal Paul's thunder because I know he's got a lot of lovely fresh things he wants to talk about. But new prawn cocktail. Finally, we've got that here. I've been asking the team to get it for a little while, but that will be here for Christmas. We've just been hearing there from Tom Harvey, general manager of commercial, and we've had so many people getting in touch about the ultimate party food. Loads of you, including Marjan, Amira, uh, just know about cheese. So, Paul Crawford, commercial manager of Fresh, or as I call you, the cheese man. Um, welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, hey, Helen. I'm great, thanks. This is a busy time of year, and I feel like cheese boards um, are an absolute essential. Is it just me, or is like charcuterie cheese boards just having a massive social media moment right now? Well, absolutely. They are going crazy. And this year, we've got a really great range of uh, charcuterie cheese boards, and we've gone even bigger than we have ever done before in charcuterie. You've got the like the party efforts, but you've also got the smaller ones, which I find myself just picking up for like a little, you know, post-work nibble. You yeah, they're, they're dead cute. You can they take them are. home, just eat them to yourself or uh, share it with your loved one. But Option A. Uh, yeah, definitely. So what's trending in, we'll talk cheese in particular, what's trending in cheese right now in terms of, I know the buying and the tasting mm -hmm. starts months and months in advance. But when we think about Christmas, festive season 2024, mm -hmm. what's hot right now? Well, what's great right now, and uh, I've seen I've seen a suggestion on the text coming in, uh, a baked brie. Um, and hot eating cheese is exploding. Hot um, eating cheese? Hot eating cheese. So yes, um, and um, uh, you can put a brie in the oven. Um, we actually do a product. It's a camembert wreath. So you put the, it's, um, it's, it's camembert in the middle, you put it in the oven alongside some bread, the bread gets all toasty and warm, mm. and you can dip it into the camembert and it's delightful. Like a tear and share. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, goodness me. What else comes under your remit in terms of, um, in terms of fresh, Paul? So in terms of fresh, um, yeah, you've, you've mentioned I am the cheese man, but also um, in terms of butchery and seafood um, and, um, and the bakery departments all come under myself. Now, 
I just want to say a special thank you okay. for all of the samples. There are frequent days when my kids would go, can we go to Spinney's and have a Spinney's lunch? And I'm like, do you mean the cafe or do you mean the samples? And they're like, well, yeah, we're going to get a free piece of fruit when we come in. And then we're going to have some grapes as we walk around. And then my daughter will be like, and then I'll have a meat lollipop. I'm like, calling a cube of Wagyu on a lollipop on a stick is not a meat lollipop. <laughs> then we might pop, you know, along for some cheese. So, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a sincere thank you. Um, it's so lovely to have Joe Black with us today as well. And we've also got Neil Gibson, who's here from Produce. Um, Neil, I was saying special thank you to you this morning as I picked up a brand new Pronsettia. Um, beautiful display of flowers in store, of Christmas trees as well. Um, but let's talk fruit. We were talking earlier about the, how punny you guys are. And you've brought in a box with a bit of a pun and some, something beautiful inside. What, what have you brought for us, Neil? Well, of course, it is the most wonderful clementine of the year and we have some fun-filled clementines from spain they're grown by a grower called carlos they come with their leaves which you can always tell they're super fresh and they're the variety is clemenulas which is the best variety of clementines um so they're going to be really wonderful now so enjoy your clementines this christmas it's a lovely table feature as well to have kind of fresh fresh produce on the table as well you know grab a clementine after after lunch but really really lovely and berries we just had a message from Mira saying you know cheese board and berries are her ultimate party food um when it comes to berries i'm mm, this is controversial uh christmas pudding divides us as a family my dad's obsessed i enjoy it but i feel like it's not always the crowd pleaser we think it is so to have an option that might be fruit-based or chocolate-based. And I was going to do a pavlova this year with some lovely fresh berries. What would you recommend? So a lot of people make apple pie. So Bramley apples are a very popular time of year as an alternative to Christmas pudding. But I think the berries, a mixture of berries is, is always a winner with some meringue. So cherries, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries. We've got some really nice strawberries from Spain coming, variety called Inspire. We've got some really, really wonderful blueberries from peru called pop and they're super crunchy and super large so those will be really nice for christmas uh, delights just need to make that meringue okay so who in the room is responsible for those amazing tubs full of the bites the cornflake bites and oh paul would argue it's him but yeah it's probably gonna save me <laughs> a collaboration <laughs> it's a collaboration yeah so you were going big on the sweets so either for gifting but most likely eating at home Paul Crawford, what would you be spending 500 dirhams on? I'm so excited you asked me this question. Um, (laughs) There's a product that we've uh, launched uh, this year. It's from our partners in uh, Musselburgh, Scotland. So, yes, I'm definitely biased, uh, but it's a side of hot smoked salmon, Mm. and it's a full side, so you can actually get two for 500 dirhams. Um, But the the depth of flavour and the smokiness in this... Um, hot smoked salmon is absolutely incredible I've actually even organised um, to gift one to my dad back home in Scotland I think it is that good wow um, so yeah I'm very excited about that product Paul Crawford putting his fictional money where his mouth is there Neil Gibson you don't need to shop in produce but 500 dirhams you're doing a trolley dash around uh, around Spinney's what are you buying? I would definitely buy our Christmas bouquet it's a really wonderful bouquet this year I actually featuring I, it, roses the, eucalyptus but also like Baubles and, and baubles, exactly. So it's a, I'll definitely buy that. That's two two five. So with the change, mm-hmm. I'll buy some cherries from Australia. Love this, and then maybe some salmon. It's funny because I, whenever I, I think about this prize a lot, you know, we, we're lucky enough to share this with our listeners every single week, and my mind always changes. I'm like, I would buy, but I always come back to flowers and cherries, and then fill my, and then maybe a meal deal, and then fill the freezer with some things so I don't need to worry about food for a while. 
I'm curious what Tom Harvey is going to say. I'm, I'm going to predict, okay? I'm going to send you some mind messages. 500 Durham, suspend in spinnies. General manager of commercial, I think you'd go Tomahawk. Absolutely spot on. It's the meat. It's got to be the meat lollipop. Um, the ultimate. Yeah, the ultimate. So we've got we've got one in particular uh, which we launched earlier this year, which is a wagyu tomahawk. So really, really high marbled from the guys at Stanbroke. It's one farm in Australia that supplies us with all of our Angus and wagyu beef. I've been out to the farm quite a few times now, um, but it is so marbled, so tasty, so tender. I'm having one on the barbecue tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Right. We are having our Spinney's Christmas party today. What is the ultimate party food for you? We've had everything from, well, sausage rolls. We've had butter naan coming in. Party rings. Love it. Old school. Um, 4001. What is your ultimate party food? You could be taking it to a party or you could just be delighted to see it on the buffet. There's no right or wrong. Pop your name on that message. If you want to send me a picture, that would be great too. Uh, Tom Harvey, what's your, and you've just WhatsApp the show, by the way. Philip, we're on to you. The names come up in the system, sir. All right. When we're thinking about your number one party food, what is it? It's, it's one that's a, a new one for this year from, from Joe's team. We've got the most delicious sugar and spice nuts. Oh, all right, Joe. Right. What, what, what nuts are in the mix? Oh, there are a number of different nuts. So we've got the cashews and we've got peanuts in there. We've got almonds all coated in cinnamon, sugar. I mean, it's just divine. <laughs> Ooh. All right. For Tom Harvey, general manager of commercial at Spinney's, it's the sugar and spice nuts. We've also got Neil Gibson. Now, you are the produce man but you don't need to choose a party food from produce what would you deli- if you went to a Christmas party and you saw something in the buffet and you were like oh I'm so glad I came what would it be I go for the retro choice I go for the, uh, the prawn mayonnaise or the prawn yes. thousand island dressing in the volleyball I'm with you there I'm with you there Joe sugar and spice nuts Oh, I don't think I could take Tom's as well. Um, I think Philip will kill me if I don't fit, pick a Spinney's food product. So I'll probably say our tempera prawns, which we launched this year. Ooh, I love the sound of that. That sounds great. See, it's all about the nipples. My problem is I overdose on the nipples and they kind of lose interest by the time we get to the main meal. Uh, Paul Crawford, you are a commercial manager of Fresh ultimate party food you've got a big smile on your face you're thinking back to parties of days gone by yeah I'm just getting so excited again uh, duck spring rolls oh. with hoisin sauce oh. is absolutely stunning party food's the best we've had yeah. some amazing suggestions coming in on 400 um, let's talk mince pies um, because I had a controversial question which was is it ever okay to have a mince pie for breakfast definitely Okay, this is great. I asked this on Instagram about Christmas cake because I did have a slice of Christmas cake for breakfast. And I got a message from a PT saying, actually, Christmas cake is a really good pre-workout snack. There you go. <laughs> I know. I was delighted. Um, are there any riffs or twists on the traditional mince pie? And what are some of your favourites this year, Paul? Yeah, of course, we've got the classic uh, mince pie in this year, but we've also got a new one. It's an orange and cranberry um, mince pie. So it's Valencian orange oil uh, drizzled on top of cranberry puree uh, with a beautiful buttercrumb on top. It is, it is divine. Can I just say, you need to get him doing your, your, voice, your voiceovers. Hang on, that's, that's that. I'm sold. I'm hungry. Job this, done. This is not just a mince pie. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Paul Crawford yeah. mince pie. Um, you've got loads of um, the sides as well. And I actually saw some Yorkshire puddings in your frozen section today. Yes. My mum does a great Yorkshire pudding. I have tried and failed many a time. So I would be buying them from you, to be honest. Um, what about gravy? 
Gravy, yes. So actually we're bringing um, some fresh uh, Yorkshire prunes for Christmas this year. And alongside them, you'll find um, some fresh gravy as well um, for the first time. So we'll have a, a poultry gravy for um, mm. to put into your uh, Yorkshire prune, of course. And we'll have a vegetarian gravy as well. Let's talk sides. Neil Gibson's with us today, the commercial manager of produce. I saw some, be- do we say sprouts on the vine on the store? Stalks. Stalks. Sprouts they, on the stalk. They look brilliant. And again, talking about clementines on the table, sprouts on the stalk. Um, what do you think of the ultimate Christmas dinner sides? What would a dinner be incomplete without? So the roast potatoes yes. are super important. So we have Maris Piper from the UK, East Angular, from a grower called Garden of Elverdon, and they're pretty much the best grower of Maris Piper in the UK. Uh, and with the Maris Pipers, you want to parboil them, rough them up a little bit and then put them in a super hot oven and you'll get a great result. I'll tell my husband. <laughs> I guess I'm not doing any cooking Christmas time. Um, so sides, sprouts. Parsnips. Okay, I still am yet to be convinced on a traditional Brussels sprout. I love them. There are a few restaurants in Dubai that do a great Brussels sprout. Shout out to the main. BB at DIFC. What about at home? Actually, Tom Harvey, you're, you're a brilliant cook. Do you have sprouts on your Christmas spread? I have sprouts on the Christmas bed simply because I'm told I have to. Mm. I Tradition. I am not a big sprout fan, but um, we've one of our development chefs, Dima. So she does a Christmas lunch for us every year, and she's got this sort of this charred sprout recipe. And I'm a I'm a bit of a converted guy now. Okay. So so long as it's not an old soggy boiled thing, and it's something that's a little bit crispy and uh, got a bit of burn. Um, yeah, there'll be sprouts on the table in the Harvey household. It's not just about food, it's about gifting as well. Joe Black is with us today, um, commercial manager of grocery. And last year you did a beauty box that I bought. Actually, I bought it for our nanny. And it, she was so delighted with it. And then I've had friends who've bought it as secret secret Santa presents, have bought it for themselves. Tell us, uh, well, tell us first of all, have you got a beauty box for this year and what's it all about, if so? Well, she's back. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so we do have uh, our second year of our beauty box coming uh, to stores. Um, it's an amazing box, similar to the theme of last year, 750 dirhams worth of product inside and you only have to pay 250 um, dirhams for that. So, yeah, really excited. Customers are getting really excited. We're seeing a lot on social. Um, it contains some of our really best-selling brands as well as our new Spinney's Wellness range. So, yeah, highlighting that. She's out. Okay, we've had a few messages on the text line that I'm going to uh, go to you. So Frank wants to know, does Spinney's sell duck fat for the roasties? Yes, we do. Um, you need to go into the uh, non-Muslim room, uh, but you will find duck and goose fat. There you go. Um, and Yvonne asking, what are you doing that's plant-based, Paul? G- great question. And it's actually going to be featuring on, on my Christmas dinner table as well. It's um, a vegan wellington. So it's a, it's a mushroom and chestnut stuffed uh, wellington in, in a beautiful pastry casing. A beautiful centrepiece for, for your Christmas table. Guys, thank you so much for coming in, spreading some Christmas cheer, feeding the troops. I think there's a few people having a snooze under their desk in the Dubai Eye office. Uh, thanks for that beautiful meal. So, guys, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. You're off to have some celebrations of your own. And um, Merry Christmas, one and all.
Adam, the OT's toy shop is open. Uh, it's our expert guide to choosing the best toys for your child's development this Christmas, from little ones all the way through to big. How to help you spend your hard-earned dirhams. Adam Griffin is the head of occupational therapy at Kamali Clinic. Christmas shopping done, I trust. Well, you know, I am so organised this year. I've impressed myself. So, yeah, we're pretty on the ball. Gosh, well, we're helping everyone else today with your expert's guide to buying toys for all ages. And maybe we should start with some common pitfalls that parents fall into. Let's start with the don'ts before we get to the do's, if that's all right. Okay, there's a whole bunch of these. I'm going <laughs> to go through some of my greatest hits. So a few of them is, number one, don't entirely just shop with your eyes. Don't be swept up with the marketing and packaging and things like that. A lot of stores, will mar- they'll have the toy you have to get for Christmas. And it comes in a lot of plastic packaging. It has lots of whiz-bang effects and lights and sounds it does. It maybe will have, oh look, it has fine motor skills and sensory stickers on the box. Yeah, they all have that. Mm-hmm. But it's more if you consider how you're going to play with it. And is this child going to still be interested in this thing come New Year's and come January and come February? Mm-hmm. I asked my daughters this morning, we had a little park visit at 8am, what's the best Christmas present you ever got? And they said they're scooters. And I was like, "That's I'm actually pretty chuffed with that because we got them and they they weren't cheap. I think they're about three or four hundred dirhams, but we got them about three years ago and they were adjustable. Yeah. And they are the gift that keeps giving. They love them. Well, you you have gifted me my perfect segue into one of the best do's, which is you talked about those scooters, something that grows with the child, something that actually encourages them to get out necessarily to just get out in the outdoors but it demands it's not something the child passively engages with Mm -hmm. it's something that is active you can use to explore and get around and the way you adjust it it's not going to just get tossed away immediately it's not going to feel like something babyish that they leave behind and think oh no I'm I'm too old for that sort of thing now mm-hmm. and also you get even dovetail a little bit of course it's got physicality it's got sensory and exercise elements but it's even a social thing because it's something they can do with their sister or their friends or get out and about and get in the scene the don'ts I want to come back to the don'ts because I've made a few mistakes over the yeah. years um, bringing back the LOL camper van from the UK not great for the space. And did she care when we got it back here? Couldn't couldn't really care less. Um, so when we're thinking about that whiz-bang and the noises and the batteries and things like that, sometimes that does have a mm. role. But on the whole, are we thinking about things that are perhaps more adaptable, more creative, more imaginative play? Yes, all of those things. One of the I like small things that really click with parents they can remember. One of the dichotomies I would like parents to think about is I want you to look for engagement not entertainment. Because entertainment is all great and it does a, puts on a little light show. There was a toy that my guys got last year. My guys are in the green room today. Listen to this right to now. The junior yeah. Shout out to Abby and Mia in there. But it is was a lovely present on the day and has like dry ice sort of things going on and lots of lights and noises and surprises. Great. Did it really get pulled out again after the silly season was over? It didn't really, an Mm -hmm. awful lot, to be honest. But that's fine. There's a place for entertainment. But also you want, if you're thinking of different options or in different, say, especially if you're like buying for a cousin or a nephew or a grandchild or something like that, there's certain things you can kind of consider that's not maybe the most impressive, entertaining thing, not a battery-powered thing, not thing that has massive plastic parts. One of my big pet peeves, not something that demands a huge amount of unboxing. Oh, gosh, mm. and you're there with the scissors kind of like hacking away at the plastic. Yeah. And then there's always like a, a, a tie that you can't quite get undone. There's that. And oh. also, the, for those, the unboxing is that 
most exciting. I would even say perhaps the only exciting part because then this thing is cast off and you're stepping on it. You're like, oh, that's that thing from that doll or whatever. Well, I don't I don't want to name and shame LOLs. I personally find them really creepy, but they also have this thing. It's like 50 surprises inside and it's this little kind of, as you're saying, the, the and here's a high heel and here's a tiara and yeah. it's just more stuff to get no, lost. I don't want to badmouth LOLs. Well, <laughs> we could have a studio invasion by my daughter <laughs> kicking the door down if I badmouth LOLs. I mind getting into a Kareem. Yes, but the if you have a child who's into LOLs, if they collect LOLs, if that's their interest and their passion, even if it's something you don't particularly, oh, I don't love that toy, imagine like you're driving your car and you hit a patch of ice, steer into it. You got to steer into the skid. And you really, if it's whether it's LOLs or Minecraft or Marvel or anything, I will always embrace enthusiasms wherever they lie because it doesn't end just with the LOL. You can get LOL activity books and action figures and different games and lots of other creativity you can reach out into. We are going to be talking about some of the best toys for kids this year. The Timeless with Adam Griffin. He is the head of occupational therapy at Kamali Clinic. I'm going to be revealing the two gifts I always have in the drawer when there's an emergency birthday or occasion around the corner. studio with us this afternoon. He is the head of occupational therapy at the Kamali Clinic and we're talking about toys to get and indeed avoid this holiday season. So I did tease you a little bit there, Adam. I said there are, there are a couple of toys that I always have in the emergency present drawer and this is when and I'm, I'm not going to lie, it's when the kids have been invited to a birthday party, <laughs> I've forgotten we've accepted the invitation and it's tomorrow. So whenever they're on sale, I'll buy kind of two or three. So we always, and it's about 35 dirhams, a flower press. The mm. kids love it. You know, go around the neighborhood, flower press, and then you can turn it into crafts. And that is always like an absolute go-to. And there's a fort building kit that you can buy. I think it's by a company called Discovery, I want to say. And it's got pegs and a sheet and you can turn, you know, your living room or your bedroom into a fort or a den. So those are my kind of go-tos. Gold star from the OT over here. That's really, really good. And Lego, obviously. Annoyingly, that's better than most of the ones I have on the list in front of me. But the ones I wish... But the Fort Building Kit, yeah, I had it before. That's amazingly good because toys like that, that encourage creative role-play things. Also, toys that give new life to an environment you're already familiar with. Mm -hmm. So... You build the fort and it's the avail- it's already available to you. It's um, fantastic. And the flower press, flower presses, bug catchers, any of these things that encourage natural nature play. And it's something you can collect as well. A flower press is, I had this one before I recommended it to families and it was for a young boy, young preteen boy. And it was kind of a sleeper hit because a lot of guys, when you open the box, you're like, oh, what's that? <laughs> and they don't actually know what a flower press is and they have to see it. I'm like, okay. But then when they see the results of it, it's actually a really cool thing. Oh, it's lovely. And we, use them for making greetings cards and little you know little gifts and things one i just don't know because watch that because well this boy i'm thinking of he had a, the reason it came bug catcher he had a bug catcher in the flower press there was some interaction between the bugs and the flower press <laughs> which isn't encouraged <laughs> so just watch out for that careful what you press people um i know you've got a lot of people asking you on social media right now about what toy is best for dot, dot, dot. So putting, I mean, obviously you've got your dad hat on all the time, but putting your OT hat on. Um, if, if you're looking at encouraging motor skills, what would be on your shopping list? Yeah, there's a few of these. So there's 
Some that are almost so developmentally rich, you could recommend them for almost anything. So for motor skills, the child has to be interested and engaged, like emotionally invested in the task. Lego is almost the best toy you can imagine because it does so many different things. Mm-hmm. It's so demanding from a motoric perspective. The child's really engaged to... Um, create the thing and have it finished. There's lots of ways it brings in creativity. You can't just, you don't have to just make the thing that's on the box. The other thing I would bring in for that as well is back to the do's and don'ts slightly is you'll be guided slightly by the age recommendations on the box. That's not a hard, that's more a recommendation than a hard and fast rule. Don't be afraid to challenge your child with a, like a, a Lego set that's slightly above their ability. It's also a great way to bring in mom and dad mm-hmm. to get involved too. And I would imagine attention would be a good one for Lego as well. You know, sitting down for a task. And I say this as someone in her early 40s. My attention span <laughs> over the last few years has gone to pot. Like it really is atrocious. Mm. Are you seeing this in kids as well? You are. But then because they're emotionally invested in the activity, that sustained attention can almost be mystifying. You'll have kids who have really struggled with attention in listening to their English teacher, but they could, they'll could they sit down for seven hours to make a Lego Death Star. Okay. What about sensory play? If you say slime, I am getting you out of my <laughs> studio and turning down that microphone. I cannot stand it. Is there any way of having sensory play without trashing my house? There is. So slime and glitter are no one's... Pr- Kinetic sand. Kinetic oh. sand. Get well, out. <laughs> you see, there's ways to contain these. There is OT. Fr- I have my OT friendly slime that is almost slime that's not too slimy and doesn't get everywhere. But slime in general, yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, OTs, this is why I think, uh, and I say this in jest, people, but I think any therapist who doesn't have kids themselves and recommends these things for home programming should have a massive asterisk beside their name and <laughs> said, you don't understand. This is like, no. That's how I feel whenever I've had it on the show. Like a, a child's nutritionist. I'm like, I hear what you're saying about the broccoli patties. Do you have kids yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't. Oh, interesting. Okay. All the, all the families on Instagram seem to be having a ball with it. Mm, they love it. Yeah, but great. So sensory play sensor. that, that mum and dad won't hate. Yes. So lovely ones for that is anything that's based on like arts and crafts. So lots of arts and crafts activities because, again, it's purposeful play. There's a very clear objective at the end. You can bring in a social element to it of having mom and dad and sisters involved in it as well. So if you imagine any play experience, look beyond just what you're seeing, what you're seeing in the box, and imagine what it feels like, what it smells like, what the texture and touch is like as well. You can um, bring in any uh, creative... There's lots of sensory toys, like, for example, for uh, writing on the walls or writing in the windows. Mm. We've had a few bath crayons in our time yeah, as well. Yeah, that's exactly one of the, the... Which brings us very neatly to handwriting and I was speaking to a friend just yesterday about how she was tearing her hair out and her son who does have some additional needs he was writing a birthday card and she was like I really got close to kind of losing my temper with him because he was trying but the effort was not matching matching the outcome and for any parent whether their child has any kind of diagnosis or it's just something that's a bit of a stumbling block for them for whatever reason are there any toys or tools that you'd recommend that could help with handwriting without them going this is a rubbish present. Yeah, 100%. And they're sneaky like OT. This will subtly build the foundational skills you need for it. Lego, you could have that as well. But I've already, let's go on beyond, think beyond Lego for a minute. Um, Play-Doh is fantastic. So because there's two elements. You want to strengthen the muscles and motoric skills intrinsic to the activity of handwriting. And then you actually want the kind of top-down approach of working on the handwriting skills as mm-hmm. well. So I would have 
things like Play-Doh. And uh, there's a company called Crazy Aaron. It says Thinking Putty. That's lovely as well. It's very resistive. It's like Play-Doh, except it's a lot thick, stiffer. And you can keep it in a nice little handy tin. doesn't mess up your house. And the other point as well is look for, if the child's into Marvel or Minecraft or anything, look for activity books. So activity books, well, for younger kids, there could be coloring books, there could be puzzles, there could be anything. But because it's themed in that area, then you're getting that motivation because that's what doesn't exist for handwriting. They're not at all. They'll run a mile from anything that even has the whiff of handwriting writing about it. So when you capture their interest with something that already have like a, a positive association with, then you can build on that. Adam Griffith with us today. Julie's saying, I'd often with my all my three daughters include a flower press and their party bag when they had parties and it was always such a big hit. As I said, they're really affordable. I think the ones I get are about 35 dirhams. Um, I've got two angles I want to ask you about. One is the toddlers because I feel like this is often a bit of a, a whiz bang, bang this drum and a light's going to go off. Um, what would be on your kind of checklist for a good toddler gift, Adam? Oh, I, this is one of my favourite ones because I have a little kind of hack for buying for babies and toddlers. So if you have have a baby or toddler you want to buy with. Imagine the toy you would buy for a very excited little puppy. Right. Because right. the kind of things that capture their interest, everything's novel, everything's new and exciting. Things you can get to grips with. Textures. Things, and texture, something you can grab and hold with little tiny hands. Something that's safe to go in the mouth. Something that maybe does something surprising. So it could be something as easy as a posting toy where you hit a button and a little jack-in-the-box guy pops up. Nothing. It doesn't need to have a lot of lights and sounds. It doesn't need to be because... You don't need overstimulation. Anything like something as well, as they're getting moving, something encourages that movement. So maybe something you push down the top and it rolls away from you. Companies like Early Learning Center, ELC, they're lovely for that sort of thing. They're on my naughty list, to be completely honest, because they categorize their toys by girls and boys. And actually another store did this and I was like... And my daughter said, why are they putting Harry Potter in the four boys section? I was like, do you know what, Phoebe? You are absolutely right. Yeah, my own girls could kick off on that one as well. But Harry Potter, not just for girls. Absolutely right. Um, And lastly, that kind of tween, early teen age group. um, Anything that you've seen that's been really a big hit with some of uh, your kids, um, whether that's in clinic or in the house? Yeah, so for the, the older the kids, the more you kind of have to listen to what they're into and get involved in their world. It can be very opaque from the outside looking in. So you need to understand, okay, where are they living? What are they, what are they into? What's their loves? What's their interests? Something that works a lot for me, the kids actually get really engaged with it. They're sometimes like, I don't know what this is, but they really love is things like, I don't want to say executive function games because that makes them sound very boring, but they're puzzles and little challenges. There's a company called Smart Games make very, very good versions of this. You go into places like Virgin and have tons and tons of activities, but there'll be something that's a puzzle that have um, like beginner, junior, a intermediate master and wizard so they can really challenge themselves it's something they can even because you can grade the level they can bring in mom and dad and say you have a go and it's really challenging they can involve their friends so something that has that graded ability that captures the curiosity and interest but also understand what they're what they're all about what they love what they're passionate about love this really helpful stuff adam thank you have you compiled a list or some guidelines for anyone that you know wants to listen to this again and find out in more detail. Where can we find that? Well, have a look at my Instagram. So Adam the OT on Instagram. I haven't got it yet, but 
on the will. strength of this conversation, I feel like I must because the bat signal is up for these toys now for Christmas. So I have to help out the big man in the North Pole. In the meantime, you can check out Adam the OT on Instagram. If you want that, you can just send me the word OT. I will send you the link. Great resource. And we were talking about handwriting earlier. If that's something that is a bit of a stumbling block for you and your family, um, fantastic advice. And you can find him in real life at Kamali Clinic, where Adam Griffin is the head of occupational therapy. Thank you. I'm not going to say Merry Christmas yet because I want to see you before then. But thank you for now. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Helen Farmer with you on Christmas Day here on Dubai I 103.8. I hope you're having a wonderful one. We're keeping the festive spirit alive even after today with places to go, things to do, dates for the diary and adding some things to your UAE bucket list. Um, Joining us, we have got Simona Aglioni. She is the CEO and co-founder of Kids with a Q app. Um, And Merry Christmas to you, Simona. Oh, Merry Christmas, Helen. How are you? I am very well, thank you indeed. It's lovely to have everyone with us. We've got festive music. We've got loads of people coming up over the course of the afternoon. So thank you for your time today. Um, For anyone that's not familiar with Kids with a Q app. Um, aside from Christmas, what what are you guys helping us out with year round? Oh well, we started Kids um, basically because we wanted to help parents make their lives easier and be able to help their families find all the best things happening around the town. So we aggregate everything that's happening. We find really cool deals and places for you to go with your family and to have a you know to create fun family memories. Well, it is a busy time of year. Um, a lot of us have got guests and family in town and. We need a bit of a help um, kind of sifting through some of the many things available and maybe even breaking out of that normal bucket list that a lot of people have when they've got got guests staying. Um, so I would love, if you don't mind, to... <laughs> um, I, I, might, I might be wanting to, to outsource the children a little bit next week. Um, are there camps going on over winter, Simona? Is this a silly question? Yeah, no, there definitely are camps going on. And I think camps run up until about, yeah, just the Friday before the kids go back to school. So you can outsource the kids. um, And there's some really cool ones that you can do. So I think it depends on, you know, what you're looking for. But um, I'm a really big believer in getting rid of the kids for as long as possible. So I love Aventura. (laughs) (laughs) Aventura. Right. For anyone that hasn't been to Aventura, and I confess, I haven't been in about a year or so, and I think they've done even more amazing work there in Mushroof Park. What is happening at Aventura? So Aventura have this amazing life skills camp that basically runs from 9 to 5 a.m. And the reason why I say I want to get rid of kids all day long is because I often have to work, so it's good mm-hmm. to have a, you know, a solid piece of time when they're out. But I love Aventura because it's all about outdoors and sustainability. They, you know, they bring in life skills like making camps and making fires and learning how to do uh, knots and tie-dye and conservation because they have rabbits there, all kinds of things. Oh. And on top of that, you have all the zip lines and, and climbing. So it's a really active, varied camp that runs, you know, as I said, from nine until five. Um, and it's really re- reasonably priced as well. It's 845 dirhams for, for the week. And do we get a little discount with our kids app? That is already at a, at a good price. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good to know. So we're, we're aventuring, we're ziplining, we're, I mean, I, I love the idea of life skills. I really, really do. Um, any other camps that have caught your eye? 
Yeah, I mean, as I said, there's something for everyone. Um, there's a there's a Rocky Road Boxing Club, um, which is a really interesting camp because it's a combination of boxing and chess. And what? So I've been thinking about that. <laughs> so I've been thinking about thinking. I guess that you you use up all the energy and then you use your brain to calm down. Well, it's <laughs> so interesting. That's um, that's yeah, a, I think that's actually, really I mean, on first listen, boxing and chess maybe not having that much in common, but actually, when you think about you know, agility, thinking a few Strategy. steps ahead of your opponent. And as you say, this mm. kind of adrenaline action and then maybe a bit of a bit of downtime. That, I think they actually complement each other really, really well. So just just remind us of the name of that, Rocky so Road. That, you it's say? called Rocky Road Boxing Club. It's in Alcors. And the camp runs from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, daily. And you can go for just for the day. So that's like 200 um, dirhams. Or you can go for the week, which is around 750 dirhams. Love the sound of that. W- one more camp, Simona. Who, who are we adding to our um, wish list for this week? How about um, AIS uh, Athletics um, Camp? So that runs at uh, GEMS uh, World Academy. Um, and that's where you basically learn all the sort of basics of athletics, running, jumping, throwing. Um, and that's between 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. Uh, daily. And again, you can do just one day or you can put them the kids in for a week. Brilliant. For I 800 dirhams. I love the sound of this. Okay, fantastic. Um, festive fun. We're, we're, keeping, we're keeping the magic alive. And, you know, thankfully we've got markets that are running through for another few days as well. Even some shows and I think some grotto experiences. Can we start with the markets? Um, we've got a few new ones yeah. this year. Which ones do you think are worth a visit? So, um, I actually haven't been to Expo Winter City, but I've heard it's amazing. It's amazing! (laughs) (laughs) Well, you tell me about it then. You've been, have you? I have. Oh, I mean, it was fantastic last year and and this year. I mean, obviously, the Carols by Candlelight were just such a hit. Those tickets sold out, you know, almost immediately because the projections on, you know, the Wassel Dome, but... There's a sustainable Santa house. There's, you know, giant letterbox. There's all sorts of stalls for shopping and um, kind of lots of baked, baked yummy things. But I also think just Expo City is well worth an explore when this weather is just so gorgeous. You know, there are bikes there, but I would say for younger ones, definitely take a push chair for really little ones. But put put the scooters in the boot or um, or if you're getting the metro. Um, because they can scoot around. There's some great new restaurants as there. Um, I would give a special shout out to Philly John, which is in Mobility District, and that's got uh, smashed burgers and Philadelphia kind of you know cheesesteak sandwiches and drinks, and yeah, it, it's great. So yes, there's Christmas things going on now. Unfortunately, Carols by Candlelight has, has been and gone, but um, for having a little scoot around and enjoying the weather, checking out what's actually the kind of the legacy of Expo 2020, I think the, the timing's brilliant. So absolutely agree. Winter City, fab one. Um, I haven't made it to the Madnat yet this year, though I think that's a, a, also a lot of people's kind of favourite favorite market. Yeah, I, I, love, I love that one. I think that that one just, I, it really creates that, that festive winter spirit, you know, with mm. the big, big Christmas tree and the lights and the food and that. You know, you can, you know, they've got the mini train rides. I think this year they've also got bungee jumping and there's a carousel. <laughs> of course and they have. Abra rides. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Santa on an Abra? Um, there's also Amazing. a new winter district around Museum of the Future as well. So absolutely loads on that front. Um, and even a few shows. I know that Peter Pan is, is still running through until tomorrow, until Boxing Day. Um, are there anything else we can book some tickets for when... I'm thinking about my kind of keeping the whole family entertained. 
I think that most of the shows are running through until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So you could either go and see Beauty and the Beast pantomime at Fairmont the Palm. Um, and then there's quite a few on, or at least there's one or two on at um, Intercontinental Festival City where they've got a lot of the like sing-along, the happy Christmas songs that we all know and associate with Christmas that are showing as well. Brilliant. But I think you do have to check out what date and time specifically because I know that they were ending around now. Um, also, cinema. Um, I think Roxy is still showing some Christmas movies um, into this week. So, but old school ones as well, like Elf and Home Alone. And um, and but for anything that's perhaps not specifically festive, um, I saw Wonka recently and absolutely loved it. Took my kids, took my parents. So, three generations really, really enjoyed the new Wonka movie. So, I would. I would it's not necessarily a Christmas film as such, but it's definitely got that kind of magic of the festive season. And uh, to me. Chocolate means Christmas. Yeah, no, <laughs> I agree with that. And another thing that's running, which I absolutely love, which is this time of year, is uh, the, uh, the drone show at JBR the Beach, which runs every night at 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Obviously, it's completely free, and it's just mesmerizing that they can get 800 drones up in the sky and put on a show in the sky. I find it incredible. Mm-hmm. It is, and and free, which we love. Oh, speaking of free, part of Dubai Shopping Festival um, until middle of January, I believe. If you go to City Walk at the weekend, they've got a Music Through the Ages free concert. So 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s and now. Um, and that starts at six o'clock at the weekends next to that kind of central fountain area by Roxy Cinemas. So if you happen to be down City Walk or you want to go along and have a bite to eat and then enjoy a free concert under the stars, add that to your list um lastly Simona I wanted to ask you about kind of days out um you know a lot of people have managed to get some annual leave might maybe want to have like if not a staycation then a daycation and explore a bit of the Emirates where would you be adding on your list so um I love days out days out uh one of my favorite destinations is Hatta um you know it's just an hour an hour and a half drive from uh, Dubai it is uh, you know you change the landscape completely because mm-hmm. you're in the mountains there's a dam where you can go kayaking uh, you can rent uh, kayaks or you can rent other kind of waterborne um, vehicles um, and then you've got the, the Wadi Hub which is full of adventures and full of activities that everyone can enjoy from you know mountain biking to um, archery to trampoline uh, climbing I mean it's just such a wonderful day out and there's some good restaurants around there as well that are local and that you can really enjoy so we usually make a day of that love hatter we went camping a few weeks ago and as exactly as you said went to wadi hub the next day and they've got a brand new giant i mean giant kind of four or five story ropes course um so the ground level for little ones and then once they're a certain height and can fit into a, a certain harness i would say it's probably about 130 centimeters um they can go up 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 i mean i was at the top freaking out and my kids were loving every second so um and also if you are going to have to don't forget your swimmers they've got that big water slide i don't know how cold the water is right now but uh I would say it's cold. It's probably it's probably <laughs> a little bit chilly. Um, so <laughs> I yeah love Hatter. That's that is a great one. Um, what we've got time for one more? Maybe let's stay in nature, Simona. What would you say for a good a good day out for the family? How about mangrove kayaking Ooh. in Ashman at Quest for Adventure? Yes. So that's really nice. Have you done that? I have. We absolutely loved it. We got pretty soaked because um, the, we had to walk through the mangroves in order to get to where the kayaks went from. But it was, I mean, it, it kind of blew my mind, to be honest, that we were in the UAE because it felt like we were in the jungle. It was 
brilliant. Saw flamingos, um, had a bit of a workout, to be honest, good, a bit, good bit of upper body. Um, so, yeah, that can we book that through, through Kids App? Yeah, you can definitely book that through us as well. We both have got a good price on that one. So definitely uh, book through kids. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for making time on Christmas Day. I think that kind of lull after the presents are opened and the leftovers are finished. But, you know, I think a lot of people are taking some extra days off, taking us through until New Year's. So hopefully some ideas for keeping kids occupied, getting the family out and about, some much needed fresh air, blow away the cobwebs. Um, and for loads more inspiration, it's Kids App QIDZ. Some great deals on there for some, some old favourites, but some new discoveries as well. Have a lovely, lovely time with the family, Simona, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. I'm Helen Farmer. You are listening to Dubai I 103.8. Merry Christmas to you and yours. We are bringing in the experts today. If you're maybe having a bit of a bit of a tough time, a bit of overwhelm on Christmas Day, or maybe you want to make it even more magic. Dr. Charlotte Cousins is with us. She is a clinical psychologist and the lead psychologist for child and adolescent mental health and education at Sage Clinics. And I guess happy holidays to you, Dr. Charlotte. How are you? Oh, thank you. Happy holidays to you and to all of your listeners. Um, yeah, I'm really well, thank you. And thank you for having me today. My pleasure. Now, I think for an awful lot of people, there's a huge amount of anticipation and expectation around this time of year. You know, we think we think about it for a long time. We save our money and spend a lot of money at this time. And sometimes it lives up to those expectations and sometimes it can fall short. So I wanted to ask you today about finding the magic making the magic beyond what we find under the tree today and I I wondered if this is something that's come up in clinic over the last few weeks you know people feeling that overwhelm and maybe that disconnect between what we hope for and what might actually happen at this time of year Mm, absolutely it's something where we're seeing a lot of across the lifespan actually um you know for the children for parents for the adults and I think you sort of hit the nail on the head. There's so much expectation around the holidays and and Christmas now. Um, And I think that's really exacerbated by our digital era era, and social media. And we're constantly exposed to, you know, images of... um, of people having these beautiful Christmas outings and these Christmas markets and the latest toys. And that can kind of really skew our perception of, of... what what a good or what a happy kind of successful holiday period should look like um and then when our holiday period doesn't doesn't look like that or or we do these outings and it's it's not as picture perfect as as what we're seeing on instagram it kind of falls short and we do feel dissatisfied and we do feel disappointed um so what we've been kind of saying to everyone that we work with and, and everyone that we we uh, see here at Sage is it's about kind of really changing our, our perception and our kind of perspective. Um, and I think one of the most powerful kind of helpful ways of doing this is to really think back to, to um, Christmases or kind of festive seasons in the past and think about what what your favourite moments and kind of memories were mm-hmm. Um and I'm sure they're much bigger than, than gifts. They're not oh, about gifts. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have, you know, all three generations of my family under, the, you know, under our roof t- you know, today. And we've got, you know, my kids, you know, myself and, and my parents as well. And when my kids are loving hearing the stories about 
us as children, mm-hmm. you know, how did we celebrate Christmas? And, oh, you know, there were sooty footprints by, you know, in front of the fire and, you know, all these little little touches that, as you say, you know, monetary value was not there. You know, the silliness, lots of games, lots and lots of games, um, music, <laughs> you know, being dragged up to play the recorder and do a musical performance on Christmas Day for my grandparents, you know, all, all yeah. of these things that you know bring it bring it together of just being together now what i would say for for an awful lot of people i'm sure being together is actually a source of stress in itself which we can which i'm sure we can touch on but um you know when we whether it's christmas wish lists or you know comparing outfits on instagram i feel Mm. like we often kind of miss the point of this time of year and i do feel like that's a bit of a modern phenomenon i feel like that's changed an awful lot in the last kind of five ten years um Mm. And managing our kids' expectations. I mean, we're we're the same age. And I remember, you know, watching adverts on TV for a toy and, you know, maybe looking through a catalogue or something for something that we might have wanted for Christmas. Now our kids are pretty bombarded with, you know, toy opening on YouTube, you know, what obviously what their friends are talking about, um, spin-offs for lots of TV shows. And the consumption of it all is pretty out of control. So... Any advice for managing our children's expectations for what they might find or not find under the tree, Charlotte? Mm, yeah, it's a really good point. And I think maybe the first part of that is to to think about where it comes from. Because I think as a parent, you can get quite irritated kind of with your children and think like, oh, I really don't like this side of you. It feels quite like entitled and it feels so... Um, alien from all the things that you just described of of how you know maybe our generation grew up but I guess it's a starting point is trying to think okay it's not necessarily my child's fault that Mm. they that they feel like this because as you said they're constantly bombarded with um everything that they could possibly ever imagine so of, of course they want that um so so that's kind of where it comes from so maybe just trying to remind ourselves that it doesn't mean that our child is really spoiled and rude and and entitled and expectant um and then i guess the way in which we manage it is we really think in the lead up to kind of the festive season how we talk about things and how we how we think about what christmas means to us as a family and and broaden it out and try and take it away from just being about what we're going to ask santa claus to bring us on the day and actually make it a more meaningful experience about connection or joy or fun or memories whatever you want it to be kind of for your family um and and practically as well i think there are some lovely ways of um setting some boundaries and expectations around gifts and sort of really thinking about maybe putting a number on it and saying like, okay, this year we're going to have five gifts. So I want you to think about what the top five things are that you want. Or there are some lovely um, kind of boards that you can get children to complete that kind of ask the children to think about, okay, what's one thing that you want? What's one thing that you need? What's one thing that can kind of help you learn something new? Um, And try and just get a bit more creative instead of thinking that they can write this really long list of everything to Santa and, and that they're going to they're going to get everything that they want on that list. Mm-hmm. I think that experience is, is, is actually a really lovely way of putting it, especially if you are lucky enough, you know, to be with friends and family over Christmas. You know, mine, mm-hmm. mine put together their, their wish list for when their granny and grandpa were here over the over the holidays. And I was expecting, oh, gosh, it's going to be, you know, motion gate aquaventure. And I'm like, ding, 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 <laughs> ding. You know, here comes the <laughs> yeah. here comes the ATM trip. But actually, you know, they wanted to have 
I mean, yes, they they obviously would love to go to a water park, but they, you know, they put on gingerbread making competition, um, you know, movie Mm. on the sofa, you know, all of these things that they want to, you know, going to the park. Um, And while that's not necessarily present as such, but making it about spending quality time together at this time. And if, yeah, of course they're going to get presents, you know, you know, that's a, that's a given. But I feel like, by making it about the holidays rather than the day, um, it it kind of makes it feel a little bit more kind of warmer and inclusive, and and maybe avoids a bit of that expectation of oh, that pile of presents under the tree. And um, what about us mm-hmm. as as adults? <laughs> you know, our our brains are apparently fully developed, and some of us have a hard time with managing expectations. Um, mm-hmm. I something that I realised over the summer holidays actually was, and I think. You know, summer holidays is kind of an interesting comparison. We think about, again, the amount of planning and the amount of money that goes into these these trips was, I was like, this is going to be the most perfect holiday. I've planned an itinerary, da 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 da, da. And of course, things went wrong. And, you know, mm-hmm. there were tantrums. And, you know, we had big chats on the first couple of days of our summer holiday because I felt exactly the same. My kids were being really in- entitled and ungrateful. And it wasn't a perfect holiday, but they, there were perfect moments. You know, there were these mm-hmm. little magical nuggets of giggling and beautiful scenery and you know just and and I guess my point that I'm not making quite clumsily is being mindful enough to recognize those perfect moments um, and trying to be present does that make sense Mm -hmm. absolutely and that's exactly what we'd recommend um, I think often we we create these really high expectations, really quite unrealistic expectations of these beautiful, picture perfect kind of moments and memories where we're we're all smiling and we're we're giggling throughout. Um, and obviously, that's just not the reality uh, for, for for most families. Um, so instead of focusing on how it didn't meet our expectation or the times that were more challenging, we have to try and remind ourselves to also really focus on be present in and, and enjoy those moments that you beautifully described of kind of yeah of the giggles and of the connection and and of the warmth um and and remember that for everyone it's a mixed bag and there's always going to be the good moments the tantrums the, the the whinging the whining you know all of that that's dr charlotte cousins from sage clinics up next we continue discussion around making sure you're okay this christmas you dr charlotte cousins about people that might be struggling at this time of year for Mm. all sorts of reasons it can be a really heightened time whether that is you're not able to spend time with friends and family maybe there's been Mm -hmm. a loss you know you're struggling with a different family dynamic um for the first time um how common is it for people to perhaps really have um a more a more challenging experience around christmas Mm. It's really common and I think it's actually a lot more common than we realise. Um, and again, I think this is exacerbated by um, what we see on social media and the narratives that we hold around kind of Christmas that, you know, it's really um, billed to be this kind of most wonderful time of the year when actually the reality is that for most of us, we feel we feel a mixture of emotions around the holidays. We We miss people that we've lost or that we wish we could spend time with. We remember difficult kind of times from the past. 
we're with family that can can bring up um, kind of arguments and difficult dynamics. So for most of us, it's complicated and, and it's a mixture of feelings. But but that bit isn't spoken about as much. Mm. So when we are struggling, we often feel like we're the only one struggling. Um, whereas the reality is that most of us will be struggling to some degree at some point kind of over the holiday period. What about managing that? And let's let's use maybe mm. conflict as an example. You know, maybe you're with the in-laws and that's a difficult relationship. Maybe it's your parents or a sibling that you're together with. And it's sometimes there's not much leaving the house over Christmas. Sometimes you're in that in mm. that, you mm. know, apartment or, or villa for a couple of days and there's not much respite or alone time. Um, maybe mm-hmm. there's alcohol involved, maybe there's expectations that haven't been communicated or met. And things often do get, if not explosive, then maybe a bit tense. How can we manage our own mental health when things might be getting a bit tricky, Doctor? Mm. I think part of it is is being prepared and being realistic. So maybe take some time to think about the people that you're spending time with and try and anticipate what could happen? So what what are some of the tricky dynamics and what are the things then that might um, come come to life during that time um, so that you can kind of, you can plan ahead and you can think, okay, is there anything that I can do to try and kind of avoid that or reduce the likelihood of, you know, an argument breaking out with my brother-in-law or um, mum being really offended by my son not eating Christmas dinner, you know, oh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> all, all of those good things. Um, and, you know, if you have someone with you, um, you know, if you do have a spouse or, you know, anyone else that's kind of coming with you, bring them in on the plan and kind of think with them about um, how they can support you in the moment and what you might need from them. And and then also really think about kind of what your boundaries and, and what your limits are and, and how you can um politely yet assertively kind of put your boundaries in place and really look after yourself and that might be kind of needing to step out and taking half an hour in a bedroom and by yourself going on a walk um you know drastic measure even leaving you know if if it's really not um a helpful dynamic for you um as an individual for you as a couple for you as a family it's it's absolutely reasonable and, and we'd really recommend that you kind of you put some boundaries in place to to enable you to to have as enjoyable experience as possible mm-hmm. oh it's all very grown up isn't it you know thinking <laughs> easier said than done <laughs> it is it is and you know i say that as i i find it quite quite interesting when you know you have kids and you're your family dynamic changes you know you're used to being the child mm-hmm. for a long time and then you have a child and you're often managing parents and and kids and I mean I, it's a bit different when we're in Dubai but when I go back to you know our, our home in, in England my husband mm-hmm. laughs he's like I can see you getting back to like your 15 year old self and asking your dad for a mm-hmm. lift you know and you know yeah. not being able to empty the dishwasher and you know it's, it's kind of this weird regression and I think mm-hmm. you know people who have gone back can, and I've had this myself, you know, can find it really confusing. It's like, you know, who am I now? I'm a different person, maybe in the same place. And especially as an expat, it, it can be quite kind of disorientating, I think, in a, in a lot of ways. Um, and Dr. Charlotte, I did want to ask you about, about grief as well, you know, whether it is, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, 
a, a, a first Christmas after a loss or Christmas is a, is a particularly emotional time. Um, any self-compassion or self-care ideas that you think could be useful for anyone that, that is really struggling at this time of year? I think maybe think ahead about how you would like to, to remember that person that you've lost kind of during the holiday season um, and, and plan some things in. And, and it can be, you know, as small as... Um, making a toast to them kind of during during a meal or having a, a bauble on the tree that, that has their name on. It doesn't have to be, you know, big grand gestures. It's about what's meaningful to you and, and really making sure that um, that person's included in your experience mm-hmm. of, of Christmas in a way that feels, um, feels meaningful and, and feels kind of comforting to you. Um, and, and I'd really encourage you to kind of to reach out the support share kind of with others how you're feeling um because the the christmas period can feel really lonely especially if you're if you're kind of navigating grief mm-hmm. um thank you for that dr charlotte cousins up next we're going to be talking about well a fresh start for 2024 you know nurturing your mental mm-hmm. health for a, for a positive start to january you are listening to by i103.8 i'm helen farmer Marking a very Merry Christmas with you and hopefully helping you feel a little bit brighter if you are struggling today. I'm Helen Farmer. Fantastic to have you with us here on Dubai I 103.8. Merry Christmas to you and yours if you're in the car heading off for a lovely lunch or you're out and about seeing friends and family. I hope you're having a great day so far. Joining us from Sage Clinics now, we've got clinical psychologist Dr. Charlotte Cousins. And I know we're not in January next, but maybe this is a lovely chance to reflect on the year that has been. And I think it's been a very challenging year for an awful lot of people for personal and, and, and global reasons. But in terms of looking after our mental health for the year ahead, Dr. Charlotte, I wondered if you could perhaps offer some advice. And maybe we can start by delving into what reflection actually is. Would you mind sharing your thoughts on it? Mm, yeah, of course. I think um, we, we often use the word a lot without really thinking about what it means. Um, but I guess in this context, when we're reflecting on, on the year that we've had, it's really important for us to, to think about what, what maybe didn't go so well and what did go well, but to really learn from it and to, to really cue us into action. And, and I guess that's where reflection is different from sort of just dwelling on the past or worrying about the future in a way that doesn't have have the same call to action. Mm. Okay. I think there is a danger of, yeah, of dwelling. Um, So how can we reflect Mm. in a way that does feel balanced, I suppose? You know, I think, Mm. think am I right in thinking it's human nature for us to very much focus on the negatives rather than the positives? Absolutely, yeah. I think our our natural inclination, especially at this time of year, is to to look back on the year and think about all the things that didn't go to plan or all those goals that we had that we didn't achieve and to feel really negative, be really self-critical and then essentially kind of repeat the pattern because we're like, okay, well, January's around the corner. This will be the year that I lose those £10 and and I achieve all of those things that I didn't achieve. And and what happens then is we find ourselves in the exact same position a year down the line um, purely because we've set ourselves unrealistic expectations um, so, so reflecting, I guess, is, is really thinking about, okay, what, how was this year for me? What were, what were the positive moments? What were the things that didn't kind of go so well? 
And what can I learn from that? So, so how do I overcome those challenges? How do I do things differently next year? How do I get more of those kind of positives? So, so what helped me to, to achieve my goals or kind of have those positive experiences? And, and how do I kind of continue to put that in place for the, for the year ahead? This come back in a, in a way to what we were talking about earlier about expectations of Christmas Day, but mm. expectations of ourselves for the year ahead. And it always amuses me that, and I do it myself. I'm not certainly not judging other people that you know we think that come the stroke of midnight uh, we are going to be mm. an entirely different person with you know a whole well of motivation and discipline mm. and resources that are going to enable us to do these things that we weirdly haven't been able to do before. We are exactly the same person as we were, you know, just a mm-hmm. few minutes before, but we h- hype ourselves up. We put these expectations in place. How can we be re- realistic about what we do want to achieve? Um, and, you know, we're not necessarily talking about goal setting as such, but, you know, taking a moment to pause and think actually that is something that would make me happier would make our lives better Mm. and and that's really important I think and and you can start big you can start kind of broad so you can start with a big mind map or like a mood board and you can think about you know all of the things that you want to achieve or, or be different and it's okay to have have a long list but then I guess it's about drilling down and it's about being realistic so we always encourage people to to take really small steps because if we take a small step we're much more likely to actually be able to 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 achieve that step um, and that leads to much more kind of consistent change mm-hmm. whereas if we set ourselves 10 goals that are really big goals we're going to get really disheartened because we're not going to achieve them and so we're probably going to give up so it's it's much um it's much better um, and we always advise people to have really small kind of um, steps as part of your, your kind of goal setting and just kind of take those first steps. That will really help build momentum because you'll get that sense of achievement of like, oh, I actually did it. And then you can set yourself kind of a, another step. Um, to building our confidence. Yeah, exactly. There's no magic pill of motivation at the strike of midnight um, the first day of January. I um, wish. <laughs> I know, wouldn't it be lovely? I wish. Um. I think the best um, resolution, however I want to phrase it, I ever made was was really broad, really simple. It was take action. And that sounds really silly, Mm. but it was silly. It was things like, I don't know about you, but you you know when you have a bit of a clear out and there's clothes that sit in in your wardrobe or in the back of the car to be taken to the charity shop or shoes Mm. that I really love that need to be rehealed. And actually making all those little changes like... You know, oh, I'm going to take, I'm going to get the, the shoes booked in to get rehealed, or I'm going to finally get the the clothes to the charity shop, or you know, I'm going to clear out that drawer that's been driving me mad. When these little things compound, you do feel a lot more capable of doing the bigger things that maybe you've been procrastinating mm-hmm. on because you don't want to fail at them. Mm. So absolutely, oh, and especially gosh. if you do each of those things in turn. So you know, you're not trying to do all of those in like one morning. Um, and then kind of feel disappointed because you can't do them all, but you kind of like you tick each one off like, oh, OK, well, I did that. Now I can do the next one. Yeah. Now I can do the next one. And that, that is really what yeah builds our, our momentum. What about some good intentions for looking after our mental health into 2024, Dr. Charlotte Cousins? What would you love everyone listening today to incorporate, to try, to stop even, to really have this as a, a bit of a priority into the new year? Mm-hmm. 
I think a really good starting point is to is to really be honest with yourself about how your mental health is. Um, I think a lot of us find that quite quite scary to do and kind of off putting. So we sort of kind of placate ourselves or or pretend that we're okay. Um, and and that means that we don't really put things in place to address how we're really feeling. So I think a really good starting point is is to be honest and kind of just really check in with ourselves and kind of think about how am I doing? Um, Because when we really recognise how we are and the specific areas we're struggling with, then we can put things in place that actually really kind of map onto what we need rather than just doing things for the sake of it, or because we've heard it that it's it's good and it's helpful, but actually doesn't really work for us. With us. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking exactly. affirmations. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, how some people are like, oh, you know, I love these affirmations. There are some affirmations that feel really ick and uncomfortable to me, and yet mm-hmm. I still feel like I should be doing them. Otherwise, I'm doing my mental health a disservice. They just don't really work for me. But there are some things that really do, and I think yeah. you're absolutely right. It's not a it's not a one size fits all. It'd be be a lot easier if it was um what about you what are you looking to to do or change or incorporate into your life for the year ahead dr charlotte cousins on the mental health front any any recent discoveries or resources that you think we could all benefit from Mm, gosh that's a really good question i think um i'm always trying to learn to be better at slowing down and kind of be present, which I guess really kind of fits with what we were um, what we were saying earlier. I think life for so many of us is is really busy, and I'm often really busy trying to juggle kind of work and family life. Um, and these last few months, I've really been trying to slow down and make sure that I'm I'm really present and I'm giving my all to whatever I'm doing in the moment, um, and and try and put that that constant running mental to-do list kind of to to one side. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something I'm really going to try and build on into January. Um, And I'm really going to try and start doing um, meditation again because it's something I've done in the past and really enjoyed and really benefited from. And it's one of those things that's just slowly kind of um, stopped, stopped happening. Um, And I'd really like to, to, yeah, bring that back. Thank you so much. I, I'm nodding along like crazy. And there's a quote that I saw mm-hmm. earlier. And I have to say, you know, social media, it, it is a, a source of a lot of, gets a bad rap sometimes, but it can actually throw up some really interesting people, really great insights and some sentiments as mm. well. And um, I saw a post earlier and it, has, it says, finish the year strong. And that's been scored out. It says, finish the year with your people Long talks in mm. front of fireplaces. Finish the year with some time cozied up under the cover well after your alarm goes off. Finish the year sneaking moments away from your mental to-do list. Finish the year reflecting on what worked, what you learnt, what you're proud of. Finish the year giving yourself the grace for the plans that never took off. Finish the year with self-compassion. Finish the year with rest. Thank you so much, Dr. Charlotte Cousins. Really always appreciate your your time and your insights, your wisdom, and I hope you do get a rest over the holiday period. And I'm really looking forward to catching up into 2024. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you too and to all the listeners. Farmer signing off on Christmas Day, wishing you and yours a very, very Merry Christmas. I've got a very special man who's got something to say. 
Santa here on Dubai I 103.8. I just want to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas. And don't forget, kids, it's not just being good up to this point. You need to be good all year round. But most of all, be kind to one another and have a very, very Merry Christmas. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.